Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. On Bucks. I'm your host, Ken Pittman, here uh, looking to wrap up the week on Locked On Bucks. I mentioned this on yesterday's show, but a little bit of a quiet week from the game perspective up until Friday. The Bucks heading out on a long road trip now. Uh, we'll touch on some of those games coming up because it is going to be a very interesting week. We know uh, we've had some good vibes around the team the last couple of days with a couple of nice wins, but it's going to get very difficult on the road for Milwaukee, particularly with some of the challenges we've seen them have defensively. But I'll touch on that a little bit later on. If you are a new listener to the show, it's just me today riding solo. It's been a, a pretty busy week for the solo pods. You guys know, uh, the regular listeners know that I try and steer clear of those, but just uh, currently a little bit of a different work situation for me. So we're pushing through, but I was certainly thankful to be able to do a post-game pod yesterday. So if you missed out, on Frank and myself discussing everything from uh, the Bucks' big win over the Pacers. Go back and check that out. And shout out to listener, Old Resorter, one of the most active listeners in terms of interacting with us on Twitter. Uh, he gave a little shout out to Frank for the solo pod as well. And look, Frank doesn't do them too often, but he is you know, he's the goat. He is the man. He's been on this pod for so long. So I actually enjoyed... This might surprise some people, but I don't listen back to my own podcast, but I enjoyed uh, listening to Frank on the way home from work the other night. So uh, appreciate everyone sticking with us. We're going to talk a little bit about Giannis on this show, a couple of listener questions, and then look ahead to the road trip. Bit of a shorter podcast uh, today, but uh, just tidying everything up. As far as news around the league, uh, the All-Star returns have come in. The first round of All-Star returns uh, have come in from the fan voting and uh, no surprise really that Giannis is right near the top of the list. He comes in, uh, it's second in the East for the forward position so far. He's just behind Kevin Durant. And uh, look, I don't think that this is a huge shock that he'd be behind uh, KD, obviously one of the most popular players in the league, Durant, and coming back in the way that he's played, there's been a lot of attention on KD. Giannis, Currently, uh, he's approximately 600,000 votes behind uh, KD there. So perhaps we are coming to the end of the Team Giannis. Giannis being captain of the East. LeBron uh, leading out West as to be expected. But maybe, you know, Giannis won't be captain this year, but certainly, again, in line to start in the All-Star game, which makes a lot of sense. And I know every podcast out there, every man's podcast, every woman's podcast, every man and woman's dogs podcast. They're talking about the fact that the All-Star game is ridiculous and it shouldn't be happening. Obviously, I agree. I would prefer if Giannis was just uh, sitting at home with his feet up, hanging out with Liam, having a good time, having a few days off, getting in the gym, practicing, staying in Milwaukee. That would obviously 
be the uh, preferred result here, but the NBA seems hell-bent on going ahead with this All-Star game, which is obviously ridiculous. There's not really too much else uh, to add to that. As far as other bucks go, Chris Middleton, uh, not surprising. He's not up there in the fan voting. I do expect 100% that he's going to be voted in as an All-Star again as a reserve. And, you know, I remember back a couple of years ago when we were discussing Chris Middleton being an All-Star and we said, you know, once you get that first one, it becomes easier to continue to be named to the All-Star squads. I do fully expect Chris Middleton, who, by the way, is really having a career-best season and only getting better the longer it goes on. I expect that he's going to be an All-Star again. Uh... Drew Holiday, maybe not. It's going to be really difficult for the Bucks to pick up a third All-Star, particularly given their record is uh, obviously still second in the East right now, but not the dominant pace they were on last year. Honestly, if the Bucks couldn't get a third All-Star last year with Eric Bledsoe, then I don't think they're going to get one with Drew Holiday this year, who, you know, the numbers for Drew are you know, kind of Eric Bledsoe-ish, even though I think we all agree that watching the game, the impact has been far more significant than that with Drew Holiday in this team. But I I don't think that he's going to get in. I think the Bucs will have two All-Stars, and I think Chris Middleton will be the guy that will sneak in there. But uh, listen, there's a lot of big names. There's a lot of big names in the East this year, and uh, making that team would be a hell of an achievement. But Chris Middleton, potentially a a three-time All-Star coming up in a few weeks here. That's what I am expecting to be the case. Uh, We'll wait and see, but uh, still get the votes out there. We'll see if we can get Chris Middleton up there in the player voting. That would be uh, a lot of fun. Okay, bit of Giannis appreciation coming up here. Before I get to that, uh, let's talk about our fantastic sponsors at betonline.ag. We know we're coming up here. The Bucs are going to be playing. They've got a big back-to-back on the weekend against the Cavs. If you're interested in checking out any of the lines there, there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. All right, so I, uh, I got a funny little tweet this morning from uh, our, our good friend Peter Bukowski over at Locked On Packers, and uh, he said that every time I tweet, he reads the, the tweets out in, in my accent, which is ridiculous. First of all, I don't have an accent. You, got, you guys are the ones that have an accent. But speaking of Peter Bukowski, he's got a fantastic new show on the network that's Locked On Today because we're covering everything you need to know about the Milwaukee Bucks. What about the rest of sports? The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with Locked On Today. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And from time to time, uh, you might see me on there as well. Let's talk about Giannis or continue talking about Giannis here. Uh, Sometimes I just like to have a little bit of Giannis appreciation and go through some of the numbers here. It's been funny. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and people are going through their all-star selections as we continue that theme. And I'm hearing all these people saying, well, it's a bit of a down year for Giannis. You know, he's not quite having the impact. He's not quite having the great season that he's had in the past. But let's just hold the horses here a little bit by saying he's having a down year. Now, for us, 
Uh, we watch him closely every single night. We analyze everything he does. Uh, Frank and myself, Justin, everyone, we discuss the different ways that Giannis is being utilized this season. Uh, but let's just take a little look at the numbers here. Giannis averaging 27 points, 11.2 rebounds, six assists, a steal, a block. 27, 10, 5, a steal, and a block per game. Uh, just for those of you at home wondering, I uh, went over to NBA.com stats. I put in all these prerequisites, 25 points at least, 10 rebounds at least, 5 assists at least. So I'm giving him some room to spare here. He is clearing those numbers quite clearly. And a steal in the block. There's only one player in the entire NBA that is averaging those numbers. That's Giannis in a down year, the only guy putting up 20, 25, 10, 5, 1, and 1. Uh, on top of that, within five feet of the basket, he is shooting 76.5%, which is quite remarkable because I do feel like there's been a number of bunnies that Giannis has missed where you've sat there and thought, gee, that, how did he miss that one? That's not so, the, the type of shot that Giannis misses. But despite that, he's still at 76.5% within five feet. Uh, he's attempted 200 uh, field goals within uh, five feet and 142 outside. So listen, we've discussed his shot profile changing a little bit. Perhaps he's starting to move away from the outside jump shot. And certainly if you look at his averages across the season, his three-point attempts are down from 4.7 to 4.1. A part of that has been a, a decrease in his usage as well. So this is the interesting thing when you look at the numbers. So his steals and blocks per game are up. His assists per game are up and actually are at a career-high mark right now as he tops six assists for the first time. His scoring is down by a couple of points. Now, part of that, obviously, his free throw percentage has dipped a little bit. Let's not talk about that too much. But the other significant factor that we are, uh, you know, perhaps overlook a little bit and don't talk about enough is the fact his usage percentage has dropped from 37.5 down to 32.6. That is a significant drop. He's basically back where he was in the first year of the Budenholzer era in terms of usage percentage. And, and that is certainly due to Drew Holiday coming into the team, but also Dante, a guy that has the ball in his hands a lot and has seen a significant rise in usage. Now, I, I know uh, Dante DiVincenzo has drawn the ire of uh, Bucks fans a little bit over the last few weeks because he struggled. But having said that, I don't think that it's a bad thing that the ball isn't in, always in Giannis's hands. We saw in the game against Portland, we saw in the game against Indiana, that even when he's in that dis distribution mode, as the game wears on, he's able to accumulate points because all of a sudden the defense is spread out. All of a sudden they don't know who they're supposed to guard. So I think that all these pieces coming together present the Bucks or present the opposition with a more difficult task of defending the Bucks. So again, uh, I you know Frank Madden might not like seeing the points go down a little bit. But overall, I think the assist numbers going up, even if he does take a little bit of a hit in the scoring, is going to be a really positive thing for this Bucks team. And hey, you know, for all the question marks over his efficiency, his true shooting percentage last year, 61.3%. This year, it's 61.5%. So I actually do expect the longer this season goes, that Giannis is just going to continue to get better and better and better and better. And we're going to see those numbers come back to where they were. And hey, Perhaps we are in store for a career high assist total, assist per game total from Giannis as the year as the year rolls on. Like I said, uh, he's top six for the first time. So I was just pouring through some Giannis stuff this morning, and I thought, hey, let's give Giannis a little five 
to 10 minute uh, appreciation here because listen while maybe you can get away with saying it's a down year I think it's more just him being used in different ways rather than him having a down year per se I think that he's really starting to come into his own and the numbers reflect that and I think a lot of people watching these games uh, from the outside not necessarily the listeners or Bucks fans would be surprised to see those numbers what he's doing is still unprecedented around the league this season it's still unheard of he just sets the bar so high uh, that it's a difficult task to continue to raise that scoring. And we know he's done that every year in his career. He would have to get to 30 points per game uh, this year to do so. So, uh, look, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see whether he gets there. Uh, before I move on to the road trip here, uh, I know you guys have gotten used to a little bit of me doing the likes and dislikes podcast. I love doing those I just got a little busy this week with the, the games later in the week doing the post games. We didn't get to that, but I did get a tweet just before I started here from Maverick Johnson at MKE Bucks Cat on Twitter. It says, hey, Kane Pittman, do you have a likes or dislikes pod rolling tonight? If so, do you think Tory Craig is playing himself off the court by trying to do too much offensively? I can recall five specific failed drives to the basket in the last three games. And it is funny. I mean, we, we briefly touched on this on yesterday's show. There's been a couple of moments where Tory Craig has, you know, had some unfortunate uh, attempts at scoring at the rim. There's no doubt about that. And I think overall, you know, Tory Craig is going to be a guy that is going to shoot, catch and shoot threes. He's going to cut to the basket, not necessarily uh, drive and, and kick or put the ball on the floor a lot. We certainly saw him come off with some nice passes in his first two uh, first couple of appearances with Milwaukee. I don't think he's playing himself off the floor. I actually believe it's a little bit of what I call the Sterling Brown factor. And listen, I'm going to die on this Sterling Brown hill. I know that. And for those that are new to the show, before the beginning of last season, I said that I thought that Sterling Brown was going to replace Wesley Matthews in the starting lineup by the end of the season. Now, Admittedly, we didn't know what Wesley Matthews was going to bring to this team, and he was obviously fantastic defensively. But Stanley Brown, I thought, fell into the trap when he came into the games in limited minutes and sporadic minutes of just trying to do a little bit too much. And I certainly understand why that would be the case, because you haven't played a lot, you want to make the most of your opportunities, you want to impress. Unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't come off and the optics aren't great. And I think we've seen a little bit of that with Torrey Craig. He's been fantastic defensively. He's had some some really nice moments. I think that it's just difficult when you haven't played a lot to come in. You want to press, you want to do things, you want to get involved. And we've seen a little bit of that from Torrey Craig. But I don't think he's playing himself out of the rotation, mostly because uh, who's going to replace him? Thanasis? I don't think so. And now that Torrey Craig's in the rotation, I don't see that happening. So uh, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But Tory Craig, uh, for mine, I, I think will be fine. But certainly, he's had a, a couple of uh, kind of funny moments to this point. And uh, shout out to my guy, Sterling Brown, by the way, uh, playing some great basketball in Houston. I don't know what it is about the Houston Rockets. I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know why the last, you know, two, three weeks, I've really enjoyed watching Houston play basketball. I can't figure out why that could possibly be the case. Maybe you guys can help me out, but I've certainly enjoyed watching the Houston Rockets play basketball the last few weeks for the first time in uh, eight years or so. Anyway, let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made. Uh, There are 18 amazing flavors to choose from. Uh, I don't know what you're into. Maybe cookies and cream, 
German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel. I can keep going down the list, but make sure you check them out. I love them. Frank loves them. Justin loves them. That's all the recommendations you need, surely. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy because they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. And while you've got a built bar in your hand, just grab the computer and scroll over to rockauto.com, the family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Uh, whatever you need, any type of car problem, they're going to be able to sort you out. They have everything you need from internal parts to new carpets, lights, whatever you need, you'll be able to find it over at rockauto.com. And the best thing about uh, this website, particularly right now in the world we're living in, they'll deliver it directly to your door. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. All you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. That's locked on in their how did you hear about us box and they will know you came from us. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Tomorrow on Locked On NBA, join Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers and Adam Maras of Locked On Nuggets for a wrap of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you the game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA power ranking you can't miss. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, it's a good little segue into the weekend here. The Bucks have got a pretty difficult challenge on their hands. And, you know, I, I got a tweet last night. I, I didn't really get a chance or post-game. I didn't really get a chance to respond to that. And it was basically asking along the lines of, and I don't have it up, so I, I believe it was from a David, but I, I, can't, I can't find the Twitter handle right now as I'm recording this. I always say this, I'm a bad host. But nonetheless, the question was, well, who have the Bucks been? Have they beaten a good team? Do they have an impressive win? Well, uh, it's, it's an interesting question. Um, I know they beat uh, Atlanta, which is currently the sixth seed in the East, but they didn't have Trey Young. I mean, the Bucs have really been going through a period similar to last year where it feels like they're getting a lot of luck in terms of availability, in terms of guys that are on the court, uh, guys that are missing games back-to-back in the case of the Indiana Pacers yesterday. I don't think that should be discounted, particularly in the current climate with teams traveling, being on the road in a back-to-back. It's difficult. It's difficult when you have to do that. Uh, different circumstances, certainly, to where we've been in the past. So certainly, at the moment, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the Bucks really have a marquee win. They probably don't. I mean, none of these wins really stand out to me as hugely impressive. Again, you know, Portland Trailblazers, another playoff team, but they didn't have CJ McCollum or Yusuf Nurkic. So, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, David, when you look and say, who have they beaten? But also, does it really matter? Because to me, I thought coming into the, this season, I said, I just want to see how the Bucks play against uh, good teams, against playoff teams, and against really the contenders. So the teams we're looking at, in my opinion, you know, your 76ers, your Brooklyn Nets, your Boston Celtics, and in the West, obviously, Lakers, Clippers, and these types of teams. The Bucks, I thought, played really well against Brooklyn. And no, they didn't get the win, but I loved the things that they were trying and on offense and defense. I thought that we got a glimpse into Drew Holiday and his defensive ability against the Stars that also translated over to the Lakers game. So, 
you know, my question for you guys would be, well, no, the Bucks don't necessarily have a marquee regular season win right now, but where did marquee regular season wins get this team last year? Nowhere. It doesn't really matter. That's why uh, post-game, the Brooklyn game, I said, look, it sucks. I would love to win, but I saw enough during that game to give me optimism moving forward, understanding that if they got that win, I mean, who cares? It's not going to count for anything when it comes to the postseason. So for me, I'll continue to take the big picture. And again, as difficult as that can be, if the Bucks lose a game, it's, it's tough because it's frustrating. But I'll continue to take the big picture with the entire season, understanding that I remember very well the Bucks beating the Clippers and the Lakers in December last year, or it would have been December 2019 now. That did not mean anything later on in the season. Beating those teams doesn't matter. It's about the process. It's about what you are doing on the floor to prepare yourself for the postseason. I still think the Bucks are doing that. That's going to be a roller coaster ride, and it might be a roller coaster ride this week as well, because the Bucks uh, have a you know a pretty challenging back to back here on the weekend against Cleveland. I'm looking forward to wrapping that up uh, on Monday when we get a chance to speak about both these games. But again, just the anomaly on the schedule that we're not used to seeing. The Bucks will be in Cleveland for back-to-back days there, which is not something that uh, I guess basketball fans have been used to in the past. And then they'll follow that up with a road trip that includes Denver, Phoenix, Utah, and then Oklahoma City. And hey, don't sleep on Oklahoma City right now. They're a competitive team that uh, despite the fact that they're 9-11 and and in the 12th seed in the East, they are going to be a challenge. But this is three straight games against teams that are really, really good. The Nuggets in the fourth seed right now, followed up by the Jazz, the number one team in the entire NBA. And by the way, a team that cut the Bucs up at the three-point line, and then they followed it up with Chris Paul, who we've seen the Bucs in the past with playmaking, excellent pick-and-roll point guards have had some trouble in the past. I straight away think to Goran Dragic, certainly in the postseason last year. So look, I'm sure there's going to be some frustrating moments on this road trip. I don't expect the Bucs are going to win all these games. I think it might be difficult. It's going to be a challenge. And that's why it was important the Bucs bounce back with wins over Portland and Indiana. And it also comes back to, if you do come up against an Indiana team on a back-to-back, who cares? You don't discredit the win. Bank it and move on to the next one. That's what the Bucs are doing. They're in the second seed right now. But I'm looking forward to watching some seriously good basketball uh, next week and probably having some really interesting talking points to come from these games because it is going to be a significant challenge. What am I looking for? Last point here I'll make, I'm looking for the wide open threes because, again, we talk about luck. People don't like talking about luck when it comes to three-point shooting. We know against New Orleans and Charlotte, the Bucs were giving up way too many wide open threes and those teams were capitalizing. There's a little bit of bad luck in that when you look at the guys that were shooting, what they normally shoot on wide open threes, that's a fact. But in a one-game sample size, that's enough to bring you down. And it did bring the Bucs down in those two games. Against Portland, Milwaukee only gave up 13 wide-open threes. Now, Portland hit seven of those, but that number of 13 is a very, very good number in the modern NBA. Against Indiana, the Bucs gave up 21 wide-open threes, which is very, very dangerous. But Indiana only hit seven of those. So that's just an example of how the fluctuation can happen when it comes to three-point shooting across the league. So again... As always with the Bucs, we'll keep an eye on how they defend the three-point line and more wrinkles in their offense because they are just firing on all cylinders right now. I can't wait for that. I will be back on Monday, uh, maybe with Frank, maybe with Justin. We'll wrap up these, both of these Cavs games uh, over the weekend. And then 
look ahead to uh, the the West Coast trip, which is going to be a significant challenge. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, I always say this now. I'm calling out you guys. If you listen to this show daily, if you enjoy it, make sure you hit me up on Twitter at Kane Pittman. Also, subscribe and rate and give us a nice review, perhaps, if that's if you have a spare five minutes. That really helps us with the ratings and podcast rankings and more people finding the show, that type of thing. So really appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. I'll speak to you guys on Monday.